asshole. You're kidding. Just one shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes, that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. His dad's on to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. And now we come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Rotten Reviews Podcast. On today's podcast, we are doing what I believe is probably a first time watch. Uh, and I'm kicking myself in the ass for not watching this sooner because it's a Wes Craven movie. And uh, we're watching Wishmaster from 1997. Watch that crate! That's very expensive! For centuries, he has remained hidden. Watching... Waiting. And now, he is coming. He knows your secret hopes. He sees your private dreams. And he can grant your every desire. Well, I'm not a greedy <laughs> man. How about a million dollars? I remember a certain potentate whose last party was talked about for centuries. Oh God, how I'd love to host a party like that. I wish to be beautiful forever. Even if it kills you, as you wish. Was it worth it? What do you like? No! Beg for your life. Help me! Pray for your soul. But whatever you do, ready to play? Don't make a wish. of um, Angus Grimm. Apparently the tall man is narrator voice. Uh, it's got Tony Todd as security guard. It's got Robert England as like a rich um, artifact collector. It's got Ted Ramian as his little bitch boy who, uh, spoiler, gets killed. Uh, there's a bunch of people on there. And it's, it's a really cool movie and it's a really cool concept. I'm probably front loading this a lot but I really like this movie and I'm really looking forward to watching the second one. Um, I think there's like three or four actually but I think after the second one, Andrew Devoff, I believe is his name, who plays the Jin and also Daniel, the main the main baddie in the movie. Um, I don't believe he's in it after the second one, so that kind of sucks because he's really he's a really good actor, and I love his acting in this and his, the voice work and everything. So pretty much to start off this movie, uh, the intro comes up and we get smacked right in the face with some flames with the title, and then uh, we see some of the intro credits and we see names like Kane Hodder and Tony Todd and Rob. Robert England, um, so three of the big uh, horror hitters just right there in this movie, and it's a Wes Craven movie as well. So that, that's pretty crazy. I will say, I will say for sure. Craven's uh, title for being a producer on the movie. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna get right into this 
familiar. The music starts to pick up, and what looks to be a bloodstone is being shown to the viewer. Uh, we're in, I believe, 1127 AD in Persia. Uh, we see a man getting smashed up against a wall, and then uh, he's pretty much getting like the Star Wars treatment and sucked into the wall and turned into stone. Uh, and everyone starts running around like crazy. And then we see various people dying from uh, stomach monsters coming out, like alien, to turning into like this tree creature where your mouth gets all covered up, and one guy's skeleton even uh, rips itself out of his body and starts killing other people, uh, which had a real like strong Army of Darkness vibes to it, and I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, we then see this wizard who's making his way to the king because the wishmaster is talking to the king, and the king is making all this stuff happen because the wishmaster does, you know, he takes your words but doesn't use them in the way that you use them. Uh, he always twists things to make things go bad because apparently genies and jinns and back in the old times they're magical but also very very evil um he's trying to make the king do one more wish because apparently that's all he needs is one more wish to get his full power uh, we see the wishmaster doing some tricks and making the room change and it's like morphing and then the the wizard pulls out this bloodstone and pretty much makes the wishmaster just disappear because he gets stuck into the stone uh, we are now in present-day America, and uh, sh we get a shot of this giant shipping container where we see Robert England's character, um, Mr. Beaumont, who's receiving a giant statue, one that he's waited, I think, for eight years for. Uh, we then see this guy, guy messing around. He's the crane operator. Uh, he, he looks like a drunk. May's just not all there. Like, you know, May's a little bit tired. May's had a hard day. I don't know. Um, anyways, he's messing with the controllers, and he actually spills coffee on the controls. Um, and then Ted Ramey's character comes up and tells him, you know, hey, be careful. Because he smashes the crate against the side of the boat. Uh, anyways, when that happens, the coffee spills and the whole crate itself lands right on top of Ted's head and he's dead. He's definitely dead. And while the crew is picking up the pieces of the broken statue and trying to dig out uh, Ted's dead body, uh, one of the crew members actually picks up the bloodstone and sees it, and he's just like, I'm going to take this because I don't get paid enough. And then we see this old man bring in the bloodstone to a jewelry shop to get it appraised and make some money off of it. Um, come find out this old man runs a pawn shop, and the worker from the shipping yard actually pawned him the stone. We then jump to this intense scene of two people playing tennis. Very intense for the 90s. Yeah, we got a lot of sweat going on. We got a lot of hard hits. We got a lot of running back and forth. A lot of hand shots, feet shots. It's very intense. Uh, the two of them are close friends, but the guy clearly has a thing for the girl, which is, uh, her name is Alex. I believe his name is Josh. I could be wrong. Yeah, so his name is Josh. And clearly Josh has a thing for Alex, but Alex is just like, you know, I don't want to lose any friends. And every time I get close to someone something bad happens and then if we break up we won't be friends yeah 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 kind of thing um she's looking out for her friendship so you know credit to her i guess um so they just agree to go i think take a hot dogs and a quick bite to eat and maybe a movie but i'm not too sure i know josh is really pushing the movie and fancy date idea and she's kind of like nah that's when we also find out that her name is alex and then we see a shot of her um at the the jewelry shop uh, looking over the bloodstone. Uh, she's the main appraiser for this uh, fancy store. Uh, she's looking at the stone some more and blows blows on a bit and then rubs it in the, on her shirt and we think, oh man, the gin's going to come out of it now because you rubbed it like a lamp. Uh, it's, it's not coming out of it yet, but he is starting to wake up, that's for sure. Uh, and then she starts hearing some sounds and she's looking 
looking through the mic scope and she keeps hearing sounds so she thinks someone's coming in the room but it's actually the djinn making sounds from inside the bloodstone or the wishmaster i should say uh she takes the microscope though and looks closer into it and she sees some flashing and she actually does see the eyes and the face of the wishmaster i'm not sure if i should call him the wishmaster or the djinn or you know nathaniel or whatever his human name is in the movie but uh i'll probably switch between the wishmaster and the djinn just because keep it all simple she then takes the stone to the science lab and that's where we find out uh josh is the fancy scientist who she was playing uh tennis with he he didn't seem like a fancy scientist but apparently he's a fancy scientist uh we then cut to alex uh she's uh also coaching this young girl's basketball team um because she's she plays tennis she does basketball she does appraisals you know she's a girl that does a lot of different things we then see josh uh, he's doing some tests on the stone and that's when the system starts to glitch out and the machine actually blows up uh so much for that date with alex though i guess right um you know you're dead now or or we think you're dead uh alex tries to call him though and we see the office is on fire and josh is on the floor coughing up his lungs because he's literally the whole office blew up but yet no one's coming to his rescue and no alarms are going off so i'm not sure what kind of fire system you have in this uh, science lab i'm assuming it'd be pretty high tech uh seeing you're dealing with chemicals and stuff so uh if something blows up you think something will go off but no nothing really nothing at the moment at least and that's when we then see um the phone going off and alex goes to leave a message on the voicemail box voicemail box is that right the answer machine <laughs> yeah uh, i know english i know technical terms i'll, I'll be fine uh, anyways um josh calls out to her and that's when we see this creature crawling across on the floor which is actually the wishmaster who's very weak because he just got out of the stone he, he almost looks like a little kid i think it's also played by a famous uh short person i believe in this scene um, I don't know their name. Actually, it's, uh, yeah, Creature Stage 1 is played by Vernon Troyer. So, uh, everyone should know him from, uh, I guess the Austin Power movies. It's probably the most, most well-known thing. I could be getting that wrong. If I am, I'm sorry. I didn't fact check that. I'm, I'm just going by memory what I think he is from. Anyways, he curls over. Um, he asks... Uh, Josh if he's in tremendous pain and he's like if you want to have your pain go away all you have to do is ask and I'll take your pain away he says yes and then we see Josh literally screaming in pain on the floor and as the wishmaster starts to transform and literally like it almost looks like the wishmaster is taking the life force out of Josh and at this time we also see Alex is having like these weird intense flashbacks or scenes of you know tremendous danger happening and, and she's still on the phone like trying to to leave a message with him so i'm not sure i guess it's just a connection between him with her and the wishmaster that's why she senses all this stuff uh we then see the wishmaster stand up and he's very skinny and slimy and bony uh, he grabs the broken piece of the bloodstone and he's pretty much making off on his day uh we then cut to a bunch of ambulances outside the lab and alex uh makes her way in and sees the dead body of josh on the floor and starts screaming apparently the cops doing the patrol and you know uh cutting off the area aren't working that hard because she makes it through and into that lab with no issue whatsoever uh she gets stopped by this one officer a uh, main detective who asked her some question and she pretty much asking if she knew what josh was working on and she mentions like yeah he's working on you know checking out a stone for me and then she you know, obviously starts thinking that you know maybe she's the reason why he's dead uh clearly that is correct you are the reason why your friend is dead she just went out on a date with him, but no, you had to turn him down. We then see this whole 
homeless man outside of a farm pharmacy who's uh, trying to get money from various uh, people walking into the pharmacy and then the owner and the main pharmacist comes out and pretty much tells the guy to you know f off and get get out of his area and they have a like back and forth i'm gonna try and get the auto clip clip of that in because they have a lot of funny lines back and forth with each other uh we then see the homeless man uh, still cursing as he's walking down the street at the pharmacist um and then in this dark alleyway we see the wishmaster uh he asks the homeless man if all those things that he's wishing if he wants them to come true because he's like wishing he would die and you know this and that he tells the wishmaster uh he wishes he would get cancer and then die and then we see the pharmacist uh inside his the pharmacy and grabs he's got like a bottle on his hand and it breaks he's in tremendous pain and then he falls to the ground and starts like blistering and blowing boiling and he he's dead the wishmaster asks him if it would was worth it though to the homeless man the man just drops his smoke and starts running off down the street and we see the the wishmaster picks up the smoke and uh just decides to smoke it because he's not afraid of catching any germs because well you know he'll just kill everything pretty much how many times i gotta tell you hey you left customers in there that's not a good way to run a yeah, business don't tell me how to run my business you're a fucking bum well you don't tell me how to run my life you're a fucking prick i'll talk to anybody i want to you don't own this fucking sidewalk you want to know something i do own this fucking sidewalk you want to know why because i pay fucking taxes fuck you no fuck you i hope you die you sack of shit I hope you die, and I hope you float down the gutter so I can fucking piss on you. Bald-headed baboon. Piss-complected afterbirth of a Chinese gangbanger. Educated idiot! I own the sidewalk. I pay taxes. I got your taxes swinging. I'll tell you what you can do with your taxes. And I hope they poke a hole in your kidneys when they're heading up towards your throat. I hope you rot in hell. And that goes for you. Who is that? <clears throat> A friend, perhaps. Tell me. Do you really mean those curses you hurl so freely? Damn right I did. What would you do to have them come true? Cigarette and handshake's about all I got right now, pal. Not quite. You have a soul. That I trade for uh, a shower and a juggy jack. Then the death of your enemies would consider a bargain. <laughs> you really are fucked up, you know that. <laughs> but I, I do like the way you think. Indulge me then. What would you have happen? Give it some thought. Enjoy it. Hey, should only get cancer. You'd only get cancer and die. As you wish. Was it worth it? Run, insect. Run and tell those you will what you will. Tell them there is something loose in their city. Something which feeds on wishes. But tell them quickly, while you still have a soul. 
We then see a shot of Alex having a smoke as well as she's trying to relax uh, from her long day, of course, because, you know, her best friend just died. And that's when her younger sister, I believe, comes in and tells her she's sorry to hear what happened to Josh. And then we have a little bit back and forth between them. Uh, Alex is going on about how she feels like Josh is dead because of her. And then we also find out that there's a house fire and Alex was only able to save her little sister and not her parents. So she also feels bad for that and she was in... Uh, therapy as well for that and then we pan to the fireplace and that's when we see someone stuck inside a house have, during a house fire and it looks like her younger sister which will come into play later on in the movie uh, we then cut to Alex who's on the tennis court and we see the zombie version of Josh coming up and he's like ready to play and she wakes up from a nightmare and we I think the wishmaster talks to her a bit right here in the scene and then Alex we see her next uh, she's going to the shipping yard to talk to the forklift operator who stole the bloodstone uh, she's asking him uh, where he got the stone from and then he kind of explains you know it's from the statue that broke and you know I know you know I sold it to the pawn shop and he's like did I get screwed over on that deal and she's like yeah you got really screwed over and then we cut to the scene uh, we're clearly falling behind someone who's fully covered and hiding his face which is clearly going to be the wishmaster he's going on to the campus I believe or uh, maybe a hospital where uh, I believe Josh's body is but that comes in a little bit later and then we see Alex who's in the waiting area uh, Waiting room, I should say, to talk to Robert England, Mr. Beaumont, uh, the man whose statue from earlier in the movie got uh, broken, which had the bloodstone inside of it. Uh, we then see a shot of them walking into the, like this giant showroom where he calls it like the showroom of lost art, uh, where he has various statues from all over the world. Um, we find out that the statue that's missing was the one that broke, of course, it was based on a god of good, but it has, I guess, ties to evil because that sounds comforting. Uh, uh, that's definitely something I want inside my personal building. Uh, then we see the Wishmaster cutting up a body in the autopsy lab or maybe it's somewhere there's a bunch of dead bodies so i'm assuming it's in that spot uh, and then the worker comes in and he's like what, what are you doing why are you staying late and why are you working with the lights off and then that's when he's like who are you and then the wishmaster so like a, a spell on him and literally it looks like the skin on this guy's face uh forms over his eyes and then he can't see anything anymore so that's a, that's a fun gruesome kill but yeah the wishmaster is actually uh cutting the face off of josh and now he's wearing that pretty much like a leather face mask but when he puts it on his face it actually transforms him into a version of josh essentially or maybe this other I mean, it's not even josh maybe it's another guy that kind of looks similar to him but it's our, our main guy who plays the Jin slash Wishmaster slash nathaniel we then see uh, alex screaming in mr beaumont's building apparently she passed out and then she had some like night terrors again and she wakes up screaming which is always a comforting thing and mr beaumont's like hey how about you and your sister come to my party later tonight you, know, you were just screaming at me and you passed out but let's have a party and hang out uh, we then see alex trying to talk to um a girl who's directing people on where to put items in this play apparently she's like a folklore um specialist um alex is talking to her about the lore of the djinn also known as the genie uh also known as the Wishmaster bastard uh, i threw that one in he's not actually known as the bastard but i figured i'd just say that and the old lady also tells uh, alex that the djinn puts fear into people and that's what he fe feeds off of uh, we then see the Wishmaster in his human form he's getting ready to get fitted for a suit and he's looking all fancy uh, he's calling himself Nathaniel now. Uh, he goes to pay 
at the front cash with the lady and literally he pops the money into her bra and she's like oh that's fancy and he, he asks her if she's bothered that her beauty is going to fade and then she's like well yeah I'm kind of kind of worried about that and he's like well just wish and we'll see what happens and then when she does make the wish she actually becomes a mannequin so she never has to worry about fading she just has to worry about getting dropped a couple times or you know her head falling off or stuff like that but you know she's a mannequin she'll so be fun in the store we find out that also that the djinn were created after angels and before humans and they are a force of magic and full of evil which is something interesting i didn't i don't know much about the djinn lore but this actually makes me want to look up more of it because i didn't know they were so evil uh we then see the wishmaster as he's walking through the police station uh he goes to talk to the main detective who was at the uh, crime scene for Josh at the lab. Uh, he wants Alex's address, but uh, of course, being a cop, he's not going to get it or give it up. Uh, and then cops are like, you know what? I really wish I could nail that guy over there because he keeps getting out of all these crimes. And then, of course, the wishmaster's like, well, just wish it and it shall become. And then the guy, criminal, starts grabbing the cop's gun, another cop's gun, and starts shooting the place up. So then they have a back and forth between each other. And the wishmaster grabs, I think, Alex's uh, work address. So he goes to check out the jewelry shop and then the the thief get literally blown to pieces because all these other cops are shooting at him but also the the thief gets like some superhuman strength because at one point he grabs like a cop's lower jaw and rips the lower jaw clean off um he's he's a strong boy now now that he's got the power of the wishmaster for like two seconds until he dies we then see a scene of alex at home reading up about you know jins and the wishmaster himself we then cut to the wishmaster who's showing up at alex's job um but the security guard aka Kane Hodder. He's like, you're not getting in here. We're close. And they have a little scuffle back and forth. And Kane just says he would love to see the Wishmaster try and go through him. And of course, the Wishmaster takes that as a wish and turns Kane into like some kind of glass fabric thing and literally walks through him. And then after he gets done walking through him, he literally just evaporates into the air or breaks. I'm not too sure about what that scene was kind of weird. We then see the Wishmaster in the main guy's office and he sits down and starts talking to him and the guy's like, what are you doing here? Why, why are you here? And he's still trying to get Alex's home address and the Wishmaster grabs his piece of uh, artifact off the owner's desk. And he's like, you know, be careful with that. It's very expensive. And he's like, well, what if I make it even more valuable? That's when he turns it to gold and it has a bunch of diamonds fall out of it. And he's like, hmm, that's very interesting. How about you give me a million, a million dollars in exchange for Alex's address? And that's when we then cut to a scene of the owner's mom. Uh, she's getting ready to write a plane and the lady at the front desk is like oh you gotta write down your beneficiary uh, and then she puts down her son's name and then she dies in a plane because uh, that's just how that works you want a million dollars I'm gonna kill your mother and you'll get all her insurance money uh, we then see Alex and her sister at the basketball game and uh, Alex asks to use the sister's phone to try and get a hold of I believe the folklore person I'm not too sure um, I kind of forget to be honest with you Anyways, the Wishmaster is in the crowd as well. And then after Alex is off the phone, he's like, hey, can I use that phone? And then he literally just uses it to backtrack the number to see where she was calling uh, to kind of get an uh, idea of where, where to go. We then see the Wishmaster. Uh, he's, I think, in the scientist's or maybe in the uh, the folklore person's couch inside their, their home. Uh, he's back into his normal actual gin self. Uh, he's got the bloodstone out as well. He's trying to do some evil magic of some sort. Uh, we then see the detective calling Alex to warn her that someone's trying to find her. And that's when we then see the Wishmaster using the bloodstone to start causing pain to both uh, the detective and Alex in their 
having like these flashback scenes and it doesn't really make too much sense because we also see a bunch of scenes where Alex can see everyone who's died so far today um it's a cool scene, but it doesn't really make too much sense to me at the moment, at least. Um, she hangs up the phone, and then it rings again, and on the other line is the Wishmaster again telling her that she's the only one that can end everyone's pain. Because apparently uh, her fear is enough to feed the, the djinn. I'm not too sure on that one. Alex is now seen outside the... Uh, folklore specialist home alex is telling that telling them that the stone is powered by people's souls and as well as their fears but the old lady just thinks she's being crazy and silly about it um she doesn't want to believe that the wishmaster is real she even laughs at the fact that alex thinks that he's real uh at this point the old lady tells her that if there's no spells and no hope then there's no magic as well to go along with it alex gets up and gets ready to leave because she's all annoyed about it and that's when we hear the wishmaster telling her to sit back down and we actually see that it's not the folklore lady anymore it's actually the wishmaster and he killed her um but the only thing is that he can't actually kill people unless they actually wish for it and if you don't word your wish properly then it always equals out into you dying or someone you love dying i'll kill you Spare me, child behold my true face oh my god yes the shit just hit the fan, didn't it? Let's get this over with, shall we? Make your wishes. Three wishes, Alexandra. Doesn't that intrigue you? Just a little. Anything you want. Anything? You ask for anything. I must grant it. A trip to the moon. A visit to Pharaoh's Egypt. What happened if I wished you dead? Why, how remarkably original, Alexandra. I'll tell you what. I'll give you one free wish. A sample. Get you into the spirit of the game. All right. I want you to destroy yourself. Blow your brains out. Right now. Very well. Which is eternal cannot die. But if it's any consolation, sweet Alex, that hurt like hell. Now, make your three wishes. Which I thought was really cool. I thought it was a really cool effect that he can't actually harm or kill someone. It's got to be you using your own words and not using your words properly that will end in your your death. Uh, we then see the true face of the Wishmaster and he tells her she has three wishes. Anything she wants he has to do. He even offers up her one free wish. Uh, her wish, I think her free wish was for him to kill himself and he, he later pulls out a gun and blows off his face and he's like, what is eternal cannot die but just so you know that hurt like hell. She wishes to know what slash who he is. He then We then see her inside the uh, blood zone and we see various uh, dead bodies from earlier of people getting tortured uh, all the people that have already died in the beginning of the movie and then we also see him sitting on this cool gothic 
uh, thrown as everyone else is around him, dying. The Wishmaster then sends this like demon dog after her, and she has to run through the tunnels uh, of the Bloodstone, trying to avoid it. And then we hear Alex's sister yelling for her. Alex tells her this isn't what she wished for, and he tells her to better word her wishes the next time then. Uh, she then wishes for herself to be back in the her apartment without the Wishmaster being there. We uh, then see Alex in her car driving to try to get away from the Wishmaster, and he breaks her driver window, and he's like, hey, you going my way? Uh, she then shows up outside of Mr. Beaumont's house trying to get into the party as Tony Todd, the security and doorman, stops her and she's like, you know, this guy's trying to kill me. I just need to get in. I'm friends with Mr. Beaumont. So Tony Todd steps in between them and uh, he pretty much goes down to talk to the djinn. Uh, and then, of course, the Wishmaster uses his words against Todd and turns it into him asking for his own death. We then see Tony Todd stuck in a water tank with a straitjacket on and I think uh, Wishmaster's like, who do you need did it in under two minutes? We are now inside the party. Alex is on the search for her little sister trying to rescue her she finds her and tells her they have to leave but of course uh, her little sister just thinks she's being crazy because of everything that's happened to her uh, we then see the wishmaster is actually making buddy buddy with uh, mr beaumont they're just having a, a drink together and um, we then see this one girl at the party uh, she's having a drink of something and she literally starts turning into glass and then she explodes and there's a bunch of shards of glass all in people's faces and then we see the snakes on the stone statue coming alive and start killing everyone and then even the this was a pretty cool uh, kill. The piano comes alive and all the strings wrap around this guy's head and actually chop off his head. I thought that was a pretty well done uh, uh, kill. And of course, Mr. Beaumont is watching in fear because he was talking to the Wishmaster and he actually wished that he had the like i don't know the killer party of the year or whatever it might be or a party that everyone would remember of course this would make it a party that everyone would remember and then the uh fireplace as well bursts out flames and starts catching people on fire and everyone starts running around like crazy we then see the wishmaster walking through the party and on his way to alex and he's just Nick uses, I guess he's got like some, some kind of Darth Vader control because he's just whipping people all his way like nothing. Uh, he then tells uh, Alex that she can wish all this pain away and then she runs as a statue th tries to throw a trident at her head um, because apparently he doesn't need her alive she can be dead something along those lines because the statues don't really give two shits about her they're, they're out to kill her if they can kill her she then runs into mr beaumont and then he starts to choke and he spits up this weird like tongue insect thing that starts growing and grabs uh, alex's ankle uh alex is able to cut off the tentacle though because she grabs a vase that's broken and literally chops it right off she's then in the this hallway that's leading to his uh special forbidden arts uh collection and we see a bunch of various statues lining the hallway and then they all start to come alive as the security team uh, shows up to try and you know help her you know get to safety and then one by one the security team gets picked off by various statues and various deaths and then when she's at the end of the hallway with the last remaining uh, security guard uh, mr. Hyde jumps out of this painting and literally cuts the guard guards like throat and then Alex has a run off and then of course she ends up in the end of, of the hallway which is actually the forbidden treasure art room or whatever it might be called and we see the wishmaster slowly in there uh, we also see the wishmaster is like i've made a new painting won't you look at it on the wall it's got your sister in it and it's actually a, a scene of the house fire from before but it's actually her sister and the house burning and then he literally sets that painting actually on fire and he tells her make your last wish before the painting burns up he literally just i think at one point he just says fuck it all and he's like if you're not gonna make your last wish i'm just gonna burn your sister alive i don't care if you don't want to work with me i'm trying to work with you and you're not working with me so i'm just gonna 
burn everything down. That's kind of attitude to have. Uh, then the room starts to turn red and uh, starts to transform like it did in the beginning of the movie. And Alex wishes that the crane operator uh, had not been drinking on the job two days ago, which will set everything back in time and undo everything that he has done, which causes the Wishmaster actually to get sucked back into the Bloodstone. Uh, we then cut back to the beginning of the movie where we see the statue is being landed on the dock nice and neatly with nothing and no one getting killed. Uh, we then see Alex and Josh working together and Alex asks Josh if she wants to or Alex asks Josh if he wants to go out on a date and he's kind of like are you feeling okay? And then she just kind of smiles about it and walks away. Then they decide to go on to a dinner and a movie and she gives him a quick kiss before she walks away and um, we see a scene of the statue in Mr. Beaumont's uh, collection room and we zoom in through the statue and see the bloodstone inside of it and we also see the wishmaster on his throne inside the bloodstone just laughing about it all because he knows at some point he's going to get out of there and yeah that's the end of that movie um this was actually a really good movie i enjoyed it a lot i enjoyed don't know what took me so long to watch this movie it's got a cool design i love the design of the wishmaster and i love his voice i'm not sure if he's doing something with the pit to it or what he's doing in the movie or what they did in editing but it's really cool uh it's really cool it's really cool um it's got some really cool kills especially at near the end um without piano strings and the other various kills uh the back and forth the writing especially between the pharmacist and the homeless man early on in the movie is really good i think it has a really good pacing and it's just it felt like a movie that went really fast it's only like an hour and 26 minutes anyways but it's it's a really good movie and on the plus side you can watch it free with ads of course on tubi uh highly recommend it i think they got the second one on there as well so i'm probably gonna watch that one in, in a couple days maybe a week or so maybe do that one for the podcast as well um but on the rotten scale i'm gonna give this one a solid 8 out of 10 um because i enjoyed it that much i thought it was a really good movie i like everything in it and it's kind of strong cast it really does uh, you don't see a lot of the big names for a long time in the movie but for the time that they are in there i thought it was really enjoyable because tony todd is one of my favorites seeing kane as a security guard even with that stupid ass beard i'm gonna say that beard is really stupid but um it's really good uh robert england being someone who's not a creep well he's kind of a creep because he kind of wants uh, alex and her younger sister to come to his party because uh, we don't know exactly their age in comparison to him but oh well but yeah highly recommend watching this movie definitely check it out if you haven't and we're going to watch another uh movie that's going to be a first watch for me as well uh it's also on tubi because we're going to just keep that trend going until we pretty much watch every damn movie on there at least the ones that interest me at least uh this one's from 1973 i haven't looked up the trailer or anything for it so hopefully this movie doesn't suck but we're going to watch don't look in the basement uh, i believe it's uh kind of like based around a mental hospital where they're doing a bunch of tests in the basement or people or the inmates are actually taking over the mental hospital something along those lines so it should be good so yeah hopefully you guys will enjoy it hopefully it won't be a stinker but we'll see uh make sure to follow me on all social medias at Typhonsign. if you can give a rating or review on this podcast wherever you're listening to it i would greatly appreciate it uh feel free to share it as well um i i would like to reply and talk to everyone so if you use the hashtag rotten reviews or just tag at typhon sign it on whatever twitter instagram facebook whatever it might be i'll definitely uh keep in touch with you guys so until next time i'll talk to you guys all later peace